Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook Party Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend, the very happy, the very handsome, the bodacious, most excellent. Mr. Paul Levy. Welcome back, and what a tremendous welcome that is for a tremendous podcast. <laughs> welcome, everybody. This is episode number 107. We are back, and it feels great to be back. And for the first time in three years, we're happy to bring you a podcast that is full of joy and overwhelming happiness. The first podcast uh, that hasn't been under the rule of Francesco Bichetti, because when we started this podcast, Bichetti had just bought the club. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving forward into the future, as we are able to do this in this episode, we're going to be covering the recent takeover of the club by Nigel Travis. So, if you followed us in the past, you'll know we do a, an early pre-season and a late pre-season uh, just to sort of capture what's been going on. But we are going to do that at a later point. This podcast is purely the, the rounding up the events that have happened since four forty-five. On Thursday, the 22nd yeah. of June, a date in your diary and in your life that you will probably never, ever forget. So Nigel Travis and his consortium um, is, is what we're covering, the takeover. And also, we have two exclusive interviews. So I think without more waffle and without further delay, I think we crack on with this week's show. Yep, so as Paul said, we've got four days worth of news, starting with Thursday, the 22nd of June. Best day of people's lives. Yeah. So we've got a nice little orchestral version going on. <laughs> so let's crack on in. So the day we've all been waiting for, a profound day that changed the future of Leighton Orient forever. So it was just a normal day uh, with the same normal rumours. So obviously the podcast, we get loads of DMs, loads of tweets tipping us off of what's going on. And thank you to everyone uh, over the course of the summer who DM'd us yeah. a tweet or emailed us a tip and tried to keep us in the loop. It was quite a substantial amount of news and information. So thanks to everyone. Um, and at about half past four, no, about four o'clock, we started to get a few emails saying, this has happened, this is done. And we kind of got on the case. Um, and at about 4.35, got wind that there was going to be an announcement from the club, 4.45, in the next 10 minutes, absolutely nerve-wracking, um, as we had to wait for confirmation that Francesco Bichetti had sold the club yeah, absolutely. And then at 4.45, the moment we'd all been waiting for, the news that we'd been waiting for, the club released a statement announcing, and quote, it had been purchased by a business consortium called Eagle Investments 2017 Limited, headed by British-born Nigel Travis. I'm going to clap there. <laughs> 67 years old, the chairman and chief executive officer of Dunkin' Donuts Brands Inc. and a lifelong fan of the club. The deal, details of which are confidential, is not associated with Dunkin' Brands, the parent company of Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins. Travis will serve as the chairman of the Leighton Orient Board of Directors. Other directors will include principal investor Kent Tiagu from Dallas, Texas. In recognition of the fact that fan partnership is critical to the club's success, there will be a fan representative on the board. So Nigel Travis was quoted as saying, I've been a passionate Leighton Orient supporter for my entire life and feel a great sense of responsibility to the players, the staff, the fans and the community. We have challenges in front of us and I'm not underestimating those. However, 
Over the long term, we believe we can return the club to the Football League. Francesco Bacchetti was quoted in that statement saying, I invested a great deal in the club. Why do I get to read his stuff now? <laughs> I invested mm. a great deal in the club. <laughs> I invested a great deal in the club in good faith and have delivered the club to Nigel Travis and his consortium without any debts to the banks, without any arrears for taxes and salaries and in the normal situation with its suppliers. This is a position from which it can grow. Over the last two years, I have unfortunately not been able to dedicate myself to following the club as closely as I would have wanted. <coughs> Rubbish. <coughs> Yeah, this is clearly the moment to leave the club to others, and I know that in doing so, I'm leaving it in good hands with Nigel Travis. I give my sincere best wishes. Now, there's an element of BS with that. I, li <laughs> I give my sincere best wishes to fans and to the club for a bright future full of success. And then Kent Tiagu released a statement via his Twitter account, so we all know Kent. Uh, was given a few cryptic messages on Twitter. He's, He's very good at that. He was very good at the that. The master of it, to be fair. Absolutely fantastic. Clever guy. His cover photo for Twitter was like a blurred London underground line. <laughs> and at 4.46, it cleared <laughs> to reveal later. And everyone was just amazed. So, Kent said, Today, in association with our good friend Nigel Travis, we announced the purchase of the Leighton Orient Football Club. We're very excited about the future and are dedicated to the club and the community. I mean, that's just fantastic to hear about the community aspect yeah. of that I decided to make a long term commitment to Orient when I saw the fan support for the Blackpool match also have been very impressed by the fan engagement through this whole process so thank you to all of you who proved the Orient as the most passionate and devoted fans in football and I look forward to being a part of this community and club with you and he went on to say quite a bit more in that statement which is available on his Twitter page so thank you to Kent there for that statement so Mr Levy your views on the takeover yeah. uh, on Thursday's news. Overwhelming sense of relief that this has really finally happened. Um, I didn't really get too much work done. I mean, look, 4.45 is late in the day anyway, but you know, just to sit there for the last sort of 20 minutes, half an hour was just, was just incredible. I yeah. feel a very dark cloud has been uh, lifted, uh, has shifted over E10 and Orient fans worldwide. The day we have thought about for... A, the day we have thought about a lot for a long time but didn't know when or if it would happen has finally happened. As I said when I was on Talk Sport on Friday morning, the club is now back under a fan owner's control which is the best possible outcome for any club in my opinion. Nigel has been quite careful to say that he wants to get us back into the Football League but this may take time so managing expectations there. Good riddance to FB and his incompetent cronies, we can now move on and look forward to the future. Shout out to other clubs whose ownership battles go on. We stand by and support the football community with their struggle. Let's not forget them. But for us now, it is onwards and upwards. Like it. Very nice. Thank uh, you. My Yours? views on that, yeah. what, what a day Thursday was. It was just a crazy day full of emotions. And um, you know, I must confess, when I was typing that tweet in my heart about the tweet about Travis has bought the club and the consortium, my heart was absolutely... Pounding, we got wind of it about five minutes before it was going to happen. So yeah. we had prepped a tweet, and as I was prepping that, I thought I was going to throw up at one point. Honestly, <laughs> my heart was racing. I was sweaty. <laughs> I was like a right mess. Anyway, delighted Travis and his consortium have finally got their hands on our club. And as a fan, to see a fellow fan in control, such a relief. And I'm so glad FB is finally gone, and we can just put this three-year reign that he had behind us now. And it's all about moving forward. To be fair to FB. I think he had good intentions from the start, but when it, I think it turned out it was going to be a lot more difficult. He just lost interest and he kind of just backed off. Um, but let's you know, look to the future. I'm so happy and proud of our club. Well done to Loft. 
who I thought done an amazing job I agree. with the regeneration yeah. fund. Well done to everyone. Well done yeah. to Doug, Adam, everybody, Matt, everyone. Now I thought that was fantastic. You know, well done to other supporters groups. OTF for getting exposure for the club. That bollocks banner was an absolute genius piece. So well done to OTF. George Sessions. Shona for keeping us fans in the loop from a local. Dave Victor, you've been outstanding. Everyone's fan, you know. Phil Parry from BBC London as well. Yeah, and we, we mentioned later in the Martin Ling interview about it's, it pulled the fan base together, you know, amazingly when times got tough and you'd think people would start splitting into their own divisions, everyone came together as a unit. It and started that's just, that way, if you remember. It, yeah, it, it did start that way because people were sort of pro-FB versus those that are anti FB. Yeah. But then actually certain things happened and then sort of everything just galvanised yeah. together, didn't Since it? November, December, everyone came together. I'm so yeah. proud of this club and what it stands for and yeah. I'm just delighted that we can now look forward to the future. So those were our views. Loads of your views and we're only going to read the selection because we want to keep this with, well, around about <laughs> Try. an hour. So at Jaden underscore Christy 13 and if you know of Jaden, he does a vlog, so well worth checking out for those who are listening. He says, it's amazing to have an actual Orient fan running the club. Finally, Bichetti's gone and the hard work uh, has paid off in getting our club back. Just need to give Travis and co our patience. Would like to see Richard Money as manager as he got Cambridge out of this league. Exciting times ahead. At Wimboy tweeted us saying, actually a bit emotional on the train on the way home. People at me, people looking at me funny, but I don't care. Yeah, I think it was all emotional. It's just been such a roller coaster over the last three years. <coughs> yeah. At Dear Stu says, this is just the best news. Adios FB, welcome Mr T. Like it. We <laughs> yeah. all wish you the best. Now let's get back to where we belong. Yeah, at Triple Six Leighton, tears of joy, we have our club back. Yeah, at Ian Manny, Rene John says, no words, just relief and looking forward to building for the future. And that's the thing, everyone's saying they're looking forward to the future. Was, if we would have done a podcast this time last week, we would have been, you know, not It'd knowing been, what's going on. It wouldn't have been this trepidation. Podcast. Yeah. At Euro Orient said, bottle of French champagne being cracked open with a pan au chocolat, nearest thing we have to a donut here in France. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Bonjour, Nico. Bonjour. <laughs> says, I'm not ashamed to admit, I shed a tear when I heard there was a short while I was convinced I might not have a club to take my kids to great tweets. Yeah, I was actually fearful for the future of, for the children I don't yet have yeah. that I wouldn't be able to take them to where <laughs> I've been. So that's a great shout. At The Authentic Gaz said, Beyond happy, the nightmare is over. Lots of repairing to do now though. Let's enjoy the ride again. That moment you punch the air and run around the car park at work as if you'd watched Leighton Orient win the FA Cup. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. At LOFC1978 says, I can't put into words the relief now let's start talking about the football. And as a podcast, that's all we kind of aimed to do when we started the podcast. But we've spoken about court cases, about protests, about yeah. regeneration funds. It'd be great just to talk about the football Winding game up and, and the club. At LOFC 1978, can't put into words the relief. Now let's start talking about the football. You've which, sorry, you've just done yourself, that. Yeah. Yeah. Digger H 773046, at last... Some long-awaited good news. Off to buy some donuts. Long live the O's. I bought some donuts today. I bought some custard donuts. They were very nice. Were they Dunkin' Donuts? No, they were from down the road at your co-op, mate. After oh. we uh, done the Ling interview. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> at Steve it's not Dunkin' now, is it? No, I will Ooh. do soon. Though. Ooh. Uh, it says, fantastic news to see the back of FB. Like that the new owners want a fan rep on the board. Big rebuild to do now. Come on, you O's. That's a really good point as well. It shouldn't be understated that they actually want fan representation. When Barry Hearn... Ran own and ran the club. David Dodd from the supporters club was the non-managerial side yeah. of things that he was on the great shout in David Dodd um, for that role. But there's yeah. a lot of people out there who probably want to be on that board, and I'm oh, sure yeah. the board will make a good decision on who they appoint. 
Yep, at Gorillas1985 said, Remember 22nd of June 2017, the, the day Leighton Orient turned the corner and started going up the leagues again. Yeah. Roll on the new season. Steve Nugent, new cases buzzing. Get in. I'm emotional and happy to admit I finally can say with meaning, up the O's. Yeah, at Jack Coates 14 Come on, you O's. If we get the right players, I reckon we can pose a real threat in the conference. At PGD Orient says, Mr. Travis and Coates, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You've given Orient supporters hope for a bright new future. Yeah, at Lee Gibbs 1, absolutely over the moon that we now have a new owner buzzing for the next season. Now we have our club back, hashtag rebuild. Yeah, and constant listener to the show, Bradford City fan, BCAFC Mark says, I cannot begin to express my delight for Leighton Orient. Hope you all can now finally move on and look forward to a brighter future. And I must say, during, during the day on Thursday, the podcast got so many tweets, again, from supporters of other clubs, even... You know, back in the day, we had a bit of a rivalry with Brighton. Loads of Brighton fans coming on our Twitter account. They know what it's us. like to be on your knees. Absolutely. You know, Brentford fan, fans basically from the whole of the UK, whole City fans, a lot of commentary fans, because obviously they still got uh, Caesar in. Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool fans. Just overwhelming. Charlton, I saw. Overwhelming what Twitter can do in terms of the amount of people you can reach through social media. So thanks to all the fans from other clubs who got in contact with us. Yeah, at the Dorset Viking said... Most important day in the club's history. Amazing news and very exciting times ahead. At Charlie underscore Paul says, I think we can continue the Nigel, Nigel chance next season. Absolutely. Grand Dodd 14 tweeted in saying, One good thing that has come out under Bacchetti is how the Orient fans have stuck together and got behind the team, which is a very, very, very good point. Yep. And to finish on from at MB Quaint, says, One thing we can take from the Bacchetti experience is the O's fan base has become strong. And a great togetherness. So those were all tweets at Orient Outlook. So thank you to everyone who messaged us, emailed us, DM'd us, Facebooked us, in this Instagrammed us on Thursday. It was overwhelming. And we apologise if we haven't had a chance to yeah. mention your tweet. Yeah, then on Friday the 23rd of June, so this is two days ago as we record tonight, Sunday night, at 9am the club announced Martin Ling as director of football with Nigel Travis telling the club's official website saying, I am delighted to announce that Martin Ling, who 11 years ago led the club to League One, has accepted the position as the club's director of football. Martin's immediate goals are to develop the squad for next season and appoint a first team coach. His deep ties to the club will help him build on Lake Orient's heritage of developing strong young talent through its academy. Longer term, along with the new management team, Martin is committed to return Lake Norrent to its winning ways. I'm probably, I've got out of the habit of reading. You said, yeah. Because I've not had to do this for a few weeks, so my memory reset is, is just, I've just my, my brain muscles Mate, just like reset itself. This is the party podcast, no one no one's gonna be bothered. So <laughs> basically, great to have a quote from Nigel Travis, but you know us. We're here to give you the real thing. And we wanted Ling on the show. And amazingly, we spoke to Martin Ling this morning so we will play his interview now we're going to do it in two parts because it went on for slightly longer than what we thought it did so we're going to play part one for you now which is going to be about 13-14 minutes um, the sound is a bit unclear at points in the first part of the interview Martin was driving this morning um, but it's, you can still make out for the most part what he is saying so we apologise if any of you have trouble listening or hearing what Martin is saying but here is our exclusive Martin Ling interview part one hope you enjoy it and thanks Martin for doing this so Martin, welcome back um, to Late Night Football Club. And first of all, what's it like to be back? Yeah, it's, 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 it's,
perspective um how did this all come about then it's, it's, it's a great move we think so just just interested to know how it all came about yeah it was uh, it, it, i was approached uh, first by matt paul uh, who, who said to me about a consortium that they're looking to buy a football club based uh, in america but he explained that nigel the head of the consortium was a guy from and he said to me they want to go down the European stroke American line of, of, of running the football club, which, which is a director of football, uh, then the first team coach and everybody else uh, moving down from there. And I said to Matt, can I have 24 hours to think about it? Uh, it the, the reason was I wanted to run it through my head. I definitely wanted to go back into football and what the role entailed. Uh, Wearing a suit rather than football boots. <laughs> uh, and, 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 I, and I looked at it, uh, running through, spoke to my family, and Matt saying, Yes, I would like to have a chat with them. Uh, then that's moved on from me having a chat with Nigel. We had a Skype conversation first, then we had a couple of, in, uh, couple of meetings face to face, which meant them to offer me the power to enter the director of football if they obtained the club. Uh, so it's about five or six weeks ago. We all thought it was going to be a little bit quicker uh, obtaining it, but it proved to be uh, a difficult deal to cope with the line. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned Nigel uh, and the new board. So what attracted you to work under the new the new board? What what appeals them for you? Well, I think that, you know, there, there was no. I think going to talk to him, there was any hooks uh, for Bardo that we're going to be championship, we're going to be Premier League, we're going to be this, we're going to be that. And Nigel, being a Labour obviously, I know it's the realistic uh, goals of this football club. Uh, and then he got them out in front of me, uh, explained to me he had five people financing him alongside him. Uh, uh, talked about Ken, TA, uh, and what he's involved with me. And, and, and you know the big thing, I think, So in relation to a director of football, 
Um, in, in terms of that role, can you just explain for those of us that perhaps are not aware of what, what that actually entails, what that means and what your sort of involvement is in, in terms of the club and, and how that all works, please? So what? So what are you looking? For, what What are you looking for in a head coach? Are you looking for an experienced head coach? Are you looking for someone younger? What, what, what ideally are we, are we looking for to bring in? that they need to be involved. 
in it and they need to be involved in it in terms of you know who are we talking to and why we're taking this one over that one. Uh, but beyond end of it is it's my decision and, and, and it's about getting the right person same name as myself, as I say, as, as Nigel and the rest of the board and, and someone that's gonna engage in what we're doing and let's support us uh, back on site because they've had a real run of right for the last three years. Uh, but I think what's really shown up for the supporters in this in this uh, machete period is the, the togetherness. I think it's you know when you get really low and you, something bad happens in, in, in within your family or within something that you love like the club, people pull together. And I think it shows the true spirit and courage of the way on support one. And, 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 and I know Ken and Nigel were, were really really sold on that. Yeah, I think it was something that could have just destroyed the club from a fan base, but it, it went the other way and it pulled, it pulled everyone together. And that's why everyone was so happy on Thursday when the news came out and then when it came out that you had, you'd been appointed. It, everyone's just absolutely buzzing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's the same. You talked about Facebook and Twitter. You know, you can imagine my Facebook and Twitter over the last couple of days. Uh, and it's been amazing to see that. And I read every single one of them. Yes, uh, really, sort of, really, really enthused by what you said there. Uh, is there any room for sentiment when you're in, uh, when, for, for, for the next manager's role, Martin? So, for example, if there's an ex-Orient player in a managerial type role, is there sort of a centre, you know, priority given there, or is it just sort of complete blank page and open mind? Is that you, you might not have the manager in place by pre-season, but have you got a date that you you really need the manager to be in place in your head? Thank you. 
So that was the first part of the Martin Link interview um, and it's great to speak to Martin this morning and we'll round that up um, later on in the podcast and give our views on that. So a few views we got in from you uh, following Martin's appointment at Les LK52. It says, Martin was the last manager to actually win anything so it suits me fine and the fans will be right behind him. Yeah, absolutely. At Wellsy O's, I feel so happy. Very short, sweet, but yeah. to the point. At Jerome Newmon, N- Norman, sorry, says... It just gets better and better. Yeah, at D Blundell said, so great to have you back, Martin Ling. Finally, it looks like Orient is getting his heart back too. Great tweet there from David. So again, Absolutely. loads of tweets came in on Friday following um, Martin's appointment. But also, there was a second old boy. Well, it's not that old. He's <laughs> um, not that old. He's no, not that old. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Returning to the club in the news that Charlie Long returns as... Media and Communications Manager. So we'd like to say a massive welcome back to Charlie. And again, you know, we're going to try and get as many people at the club as we can on the podcast this year. And what a better way if to... If they'll speak to us. If they'll speak to us, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And um, what better way to introduce Charlie again to all of you than play an interview. So here is Charlie Long's interview from this morning. And here we go. Yeah. To players, and you've mentioned we might be signing. Oh, sorry, players. that's Martins. <laughs> Let's go to Charlie now. Take two. For the manager, oh, it's not doing it. So we need to stop that. We need to do that. Really? We need to play Take three. Go. Okay, so Charlie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what have the last few days been like? Um, manic, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, uh, didn't really expect the takeover to happen, um, and then obviously it has. And since being back on Friday, although I'm actually away. Um, it's been great to be able to put the announcement out about Martin um, and other content that's just been received so positively. Yeah, and I think the fans, it's just such a massive positive vibe at the moment and everyone's so happy just in terms of the communication since Thursday, straight Friday has been more than what we've had in the last three years. So everyone's absolutely <laughs> it's been incredible. Absolutely incredible. So when did you get the call to come back, Charlie? Tell us how this has all come about. Um, basically... Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't too sure if a takeover would happen. Um, so as far as I was concerned, obviously I left um, in May. Then the takeover did happen, and straight away I, I thought, you know what, it'd be great to come back. It's an exciting time for the club. You've got a chairman and, and an owner who really does care about Leighton Orient um, and wants to, to move the club forward. So when I did get the call, um, I couldn't say no, really. I said yes straight away, and obviously then it was Friday morning straight into it with... Um, the announcement of Martin returning as director of football. 
brilliant, brilliant. and the, I guess the main attraction like you've said was it was it the new board and kind of their, their outlook for the club and what, what they want to bring to the club it's everything really um, it's a new start for the club what's happened has happened um, we can't change that that's, that's the history of Leighton Orient now um, but what we can do is try and influence what happens going forwards um, from my point of view it's, it's from the media side of things obviously so I want to promote the club. Um, I want to spread the message. We want to get we want to get fans um, back to uh, enjoying Leighton Orient, enjoying coming to games, enjoying seeing the content that we put out, and, and feeling a part of part of club, the club again. And in terms of the content that you've mentioned, have you got any plans in your head about what you want to do for the forthcoming season? Obviously, you and Colin both made great headway in terms of the program over the last couple of seasons, and the Twitter account has grown and grown. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. There's there's so many platforms these days. But have you got any early aims that, that you want to get cracking with as soon as you start in the morning? Uh, yeah, I've got a few ideas, but I think I think what I've got to do first of all is is go in and, and hear what um, Marshall, the, the chief executive, um, has got in mind. I've got to speak to um, the likes of Steve in the commercial department. Make sure. Um, that I know what plans they have in place as well. Um, like you said, the programme is something that I've got a lot of a lot of pride in. Uh, me and Colin were delighted when we won the, the Programme of the Year Award. Um, so that's something I'd look to, to definitely work hard on. Um, but I think it's just, it's everything really. I want to try and promote the social media more. I want to keep the website going. I want, I want more player content in terms of engagement with fans. So like Twitter takeovers or um, getting fans to ask send questions in um, prior to interviews just so that everyone feels a part of the club again really amazing Brilliant. amazing Absolutely amazing so we had um, a couple of questions that came in for you um, one from Billy Herring said there are a lot of bizarre things that happened under the Italians but what was the strangest thing you experienced or heard about from players that maybe the supporters don't know um, I've, I've not got a, a non-disclosure or anything like that one thing I, I don't really want to do is look back on it. I think that that is, is well behind us now and, and I think the best thing to do is just look forward. We've, we've got, um, like, like we said, we've got a good good owner now in terms of he, he's, he's a fan, he's passionate. And I think we should just kind of push forward. Brilliant, brilliant Good answer. answer. Yeah. We also had an ex-player um, come in contact with us by the name of Alex <laughs> Chizak. I think you probably know what's coming, given by the laugh. He's asked us yeah. to ask you, who is better at football manager, Alex Chizak or Charlie Long? And he also says to remind you there is evidence, and we've seen a photo of a, of a certain scoreline on your game. So, <laughs> do you want to be honest here? Or, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my word. Um, so, basically, yeah, we had a football manager um, online game. Um, he was Real Madrid, I was Atletico Madrid. Um, That's the one. And, uh, yeah, basically, it's fair to say that he won more trophies on that career mode. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Lots of things are going to be happening, obviously, over the course of the coming weeks. Obviously, we've just had a chat uh, earlier um, with Martin Ling, and and he said, obviously, you know, we are short on players. There's obviously... It's going to be a really busy time for you, obviously, with all the announcements and all the write-ups. Is is there anything sort of um, that you're sort of really excited about in terms of a specific part of the role that, that that's coming up? Uh, like I said earlier, everything really. I think it's going to be good to announce the season tickets tomorrow. 
that'll be good just to see see how fans buy into that because mm-hmm. obviously I released the, the video of Nigel this morning um, and his message and that was that was quite overwhelming to see how positive everyone uh, mm-hmm. was and, and how much they appreciated the, the chairman just reaching out to them if you like and mm-hmm. um, I've learned a lot over the past few years uh, thanks to, to Johnny and Colin um, and I, I do owe them a lot so I'm just going to try and use everything I've learned now to, to make the most of, of every area really that's brilliant, amazing. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Charlie Bay, for giving up your time. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to what the season brings in terms of everything that you do, in terms of the platform yeah. that you give give the fans. And um, yeah, great to have you back. Lovely. Thank you very much. So that was Media and Communications Manager Charlie Long. So thank you to Charlie uh, for coming on. So it's great to have Charlie back. Uh, and also after the interview, Charlie asked us to give credit to the staff uh, at the club uh, who've stayed during the turbulent times. FB and the county at the club so great to speak to Charlie and already doing some great work um, there so uh, a few tweets we had uh, which rounded uh, off Friday nicely firstly from Matt Booksreed who says the new owners seem to have a motto more of what has proven to work and less of what has proven not to work easy innit yeah I thought that was a really good tweet actually the Dorset Viking tweeted again saying brilliant news we'll have to dust off his keyboard after three years of being told don't put anything on the website. Yeah, very, <laughs> Decent yeah. tweet, that. So, Saturday, 24th of June, uh, Omar Risa uh, released the following statement uh, in the morning on Saturday. He did indeed. He said, Today, I met with the new director of football, Martin Ling, and temporarily appointed CEO, Marshall Taylor. Firstly, I would like to wish them all the best in their new roles at Leighton Orient FC. It is with great disappointment that this meeting did not involve any offer of a position for me within the club. I was thanked for all my hard work and invited to reapply for one of the three roles available at the club. It is my understanding that these positions will be filled in the near future. I have worked tirelessly over the off-season to make sure that whatever the fate of the club, the team was handed over in the best possible condition. Pre-season friendlies were arranged by me and I can confirm the new director of football will endeavour to keep these in place. I am thankful to all the staff and coaches at Leighton Orient FC, especially to my first team staff. They helped make an extremely difficult task, one I will never regret. I would like to thank all the players, especially the younger ones, who I've had the honour of working with over the course of the two years, for the achievements they have accomplished. I have made the decision to reapply for the role of first team manager. My decision is based on the support, passion and drive shown by the players, the staff and the fans. I have indicated to them... One other role that I would be happy to fill, this role would enable me to ensure and continue the development and progression of our youth through the ranks at Leighton Orient FC to safeguard the club's future. I would like to take this opportunity to extend my thanks to the fans for the support they have shown me. It has been a pleasure. So nice statement there. Yeah, nice. Omer. So your thoughts on the whole Omer um, situation, my love? Yeah, it seems the club <laughs> have started on the right foot, really, by being honest and open and up front with Omer. I think that's that's the only fair way uh, to do it. So obviously, even if it isn't what he wants to hear, but uh, you know, at least he now knows where he stands and what needs to happen. Yeah, good point. And, you know, if, Omer's worked very hard to be where he is. You know, he's stuck yeah. with the club, but you know. Like with any most new boards in place, they'll always be looking to bring new people in and their yeah. own people in. I don't think he'll get the job, the manager's job. I'd like to see him remain at the club in a youth capacity role, uh, which is what he's mentioned at the end of his statement. Yeah, and obviously we see what happens there. Something we didn't mention when we were talking about Nigel Travis and Kent T- 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 A- U is Marshall Taylor, acting CEO, also a fan 
who's coming to the club uh, as well uh, as Nigel and Kent. So if Marshall listens, we don't want to leave Marshall out. So welcome yeah. to the club, Marshall. So we had, again, this was Saturday morning. I was at um, cheerleading with my daughter and my phone was going mental uh, with the tweets we got. So again, thank you for all your tweets on the Omer situation. A few tweets that we had. First is from actor James O'Hagan, who says, I hope Omer stays in some capacity. He was faced with the impossible and he gave it everything. At SE16, O would have liked him to be given the youth role since all the current crop who've done... Are so proud came through while he was in the setup. Yeah, Matty LOFC Evans says, For me, he is the only choice for manager. Loyal, knows the club, well liked uh, amongst the football community. Who else could we who else could we get for any better? Sorry for yeah. my reading there, we're getting tweet notifications pop up while we're doing this, which yeah. is coming all over my phone. Um, in response to this, at Billy Herring, uh, sorry, no, um, yep. yeah, at Billy Herring03 said, Someone with more than five games experience. I want the best people in place. If that's him on interview, great. If not, we move on. Wings Mad said, I really hope Omer stays at the O's. Loyalty may be rare in football, but what Omer has done for the O's, he deserves some. At Magnus Pugna said, love to see him stay, but as an assistant stroke youth team, I think it's too early for him and needs to learn more without the stress of the past. Jelly Dar said, I don't care what role uh, Omer should do something at later on. As he has shown, he's doing it with great commitment and passion so, so yeah. thanks for all your comments on Omen sorry if we couldn't read yours so following this uh, we had loads of tweets we thought we'd ask you um, through Twitter who would your first choice for manager be at the club and so here's a few of the names uh, that came up so we're just going to which I find some of them quite strange some, to be honest some, like, some are a bit left field some are a bit like oh yeah that's a good shout yeah. and others are just like what were you thinking alright like yeah, the first I one agree, on the list. I agree. So I'll name you the list and you tell me yes or no and then we'll yep. go for it. So firstly, Alan Kerbishley. Really? <laughs> no, Alan Kerbishley, irrespective of who your mate is, he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna come. Fine, okay. Russell Slade? No. He's at Grimsby. Would you close have a, to his family. Would you have uh, in a heart? Yeah, absolutely. Danny Webb? I think they want someone with a bit more experience. Yeah. Well, I, Although could, as an assistant. Yes, very good point. Martin Allen. Now, there's a lot of people backing Martin Allen here. And there's a lot of people not wanting Martin Allen. <laughs> yeah, Martin Allen's had a lot for, but also people coming out against Martin he, Allen. Martin Allen is one of these, you're not going to see pretty football, but what he does do is effective football, and he knows what promotion takes. He's He's been sort of known as a bit of a firefighter. He's gone into clubs that are failing and helped rescue them from relegation and that sort of stuff. So maybe, is it, is it his time to get a club that's on the up? A club that's got a bit of budget? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Would that allow him to get in the types of players for the football philosophy that maybe he hasn't been able to impose because he's gone to clubs with lower budgets? I don't know. Well, he went to Eastleigh, didn't he? Uh, after he yeah, left Barnet. He left Barnet for Eastleigh. So he went down a division to Manus Eastleigh and yeah. he left there after about a month or and so. Barnet was so. near the playoffs at the time. Yeah. So I don't quite know what his thoughts but were. He there, does but anyway. have, he does have a bit of support from an Orient contingent, I would say, based on the feedback we yeah. got there. Would it be the worst appointment in the world? No. Would it be the best appointment? We'll see. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. Mark Cooper? No, he's at Forest Green. He's just, just got up. Wouldn't mind him, but I'd be surprised up. if no, he came down. No. Uh, I, I'd, I'd have him happily, but yeah. he's not going to come to the us. Name we got quite a lot of, actually. Andy Scott? Mm, not sure. Don't know it enough is... about him from a managerial perspective. Ticks the box, obviously, being at the club. I think you said, I think you said he'd been all he shot. assistant been manager at, uh, at, at Brentford under Terry Butcher. I think he took Brentford for a few games as well, maybe yeah. after Terry left. Okay. All the shot, don't think he did. I don't, I don't really know. Probably cool. not enough. Adrian Whitbread? 
Don't think so. Ticks the box ex-player. I know he's been managing abroad. I don't know too much about how he's done as a manager. Um, so we'll see on that one. Kevin yeah. Nugent? As assistant manager. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yep. Steve Cotterell? What? No. No. The same mould as Alan Kerbersley and Russell Slade. Don't no. think he'll come. No. Uh, Gary Alexander stroke John Mackey. Again, a big They'd fan. They'd love to. A big fan contingent. They'd love it. Backing. They would 100% come if they were chosen, I, I would put my mortgage on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, John Steele? Is, no, he's at Dagenham in a job. Or, or in our bigger club than Dagenham. Yeah, they are. There's no question. There, there is no question. But he went up to Luton and didn't do so well yeah, at Yeah, good point. Good point. Lot of, who, a who lot are a big club as well. A lot of support for John Steele. Uh, on yeah. Ronnie Moore? Not a bad manager. Yeah, he does. I was saying Ticks before, a lot of boxes. I don't think he's done, I don't think he's done a club in the South and... As an Eastley. experienced manager, would you work, he left, would he work under work out at a director? Gary Hill? No, I don't. He's got experience with Woking, so he knows the lower leagues, and he knows he's a bit of a John Steele type, I think. Yeah, yeah, bit of maybe. A, bit yeah. of a knows, knows a few people. Whether he'd be right for up, I don't know. Dan Cowley? No, ridiculous. Move on. Why? Because you don't think he'd come? No. Okay, all right. Although he's a local boy, like from Bishop Stortford. Yeah. He's just got local Lincoln boy. promoted. They've just had like the best season of their life yeah, under true. him. FA Cup quarter finalist, semi finalist, or whatever. If he's going to be snapped up by a club, he's not going to come back down. He's going to go up, not right. down. Steve Castle, interesting, interesting. Done four years at Royston, and I think yeah. he's done very well there. From what Did I hear, he get a promo season ago, a couple of seasons he, ago. I think he's got it last season. Last I think, season. I think he's done well again. A lot yeah. of calls for Steve Castle. Uh, yeah. I know Risa. Um, I think I think they're going to want more experience and the same with the next name on the, on that list. Here's but Omer as a possible assistant or as, like he said, Youth Academy. Next name on the list is Matt Lockwood. I think the fans would love to have Matt Lockwood back. Um, Matt's done some assistant manager work at Dundee. Dundee yep. So he's got some pedigree behind him. If he gets an interview, I think he will impress Martin. He was his captain and left back. Yeah. So... He knows what it. He knows Martin knows him. He knows Martin. He's evolved. I don't think that would be a bad appointment at all. To be Ross honest. Embleton. Don't know enough about Ross to be honest with you. I don't know how well he did his at Swindon, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Don't know. To go back to Lockie, I, I think Lockie in an assistant capacity somewhere or a coach somewhere. Yeah, I think possibly. It's too early for Lockie. Uh, Gary Johnson. Um, he's in a job at Cheltenham. I don't think he would jump straight away. They've showed loyalty to him because he had a heart operation. Yeah, I and think he's not the jumpy around. He kind he of he done guy. a very good job at Cheltenham. Second half of the season. Uh, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take him if he became available. And lastly, Colin Cordy didn't do Richard Money. Richard Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah Cambridge, I think so. out of got Cambridge out. Yeah. yeah, and Colin Calderwood. It's a bit left field. Has he been doing? Manager, I think he's been an assistant somewhere. But he did have a good spell. I've seen that name crop up a couple of times over the last couple of days. Years ago. Years ago. Nottingham Forest. He didn't do that well at Forest, did he? When we played him, when Martin Ling was manager, we actually we we went to them in December and we turned them over. That was our first win away. Very good. Well remembered. Because I was at that game because I went to see Spurs Man City the day after. Made a bit of a weekend of it. Oh no, I do. Those were all names fed back to us. So those were names that you kindly gave us. So thank you for all the names and all the engagement on Saturday, which leads us on to today, Sunday the 25th of June. So at 9am, the official Late Orient Twitter feed issued a video message from Nigel Travis. So if you listen to this, we're pretty sure you've already watched it. But if not, go onto YouTube or go onto the club's official website uh, and go and have a look. The video was really well done. So well, yeah. fair play to Charlie and fair play to Nigel wanting to do that video. Um, it was really good and really cool to see already the communication since the ownership has just been fantastic. And then later in the day, the website published an interview 
with Nigel and we've just taken out the key paragraphs we think of what of what he said in, in, the, in the interview yeah he says I'm absolutely delighted and I think that a football club should be about excitement we are determined to make Leighton Orient an exciting place both on and off the field however this is not about getting out the National League next year this is about building the club back up to where it was a few years ago and is a journey that will not take just a day yeah he goes on to say we're going to build a great culture focused on people here at Leighton Orient People have always been very important to me in my career and I think that a football club is no different than any other organisation. It is all about people. The key thing is engagement as we are all in this together. It is not just about the board, it is the board, the management, the staff and also the fans. We are all about one thing which is to bring success back to the Matchroom Stadium and East London. So Nigel Travis, top man. We've Take had my, out. We've had my out of Nigel in three, four days and what we did under three years of Pachetti. So very encouraging and I like what he says about engagement. You know, one thing we've always tried with this podcast is all about involving everyone and Nigel seems like a man Absolutely. who's done that throughout his career. I love um, Barry Hearn who was yeah. also quite vocal. Fantastic. So now we're going to move on to part two of our Martin Ling interview. It's only about eight yeah, or nine minutes. It's not that long. So in the first part, you'll recall that we spoke about sort of how he came back uh, what his role actually entails, uh, what sort of manager he's looking for. And in the second part, now we're, we're talking about players, what he's looking forward to, what his, uh, sort of what, what he's now up to uh, between now and, I guess, until the season actually starts. So this is part two of Martin Ling uh, interview with us earlier on in the day. So moving on to players and you've mentioned we might be signing players before the manager is in place so who so kind of what characteristics are you looking for in players are you looking to bring in more experienced heads or you, or you want more more youth in or you want people from conference level what, what are you looking for in the players that you, you'd like to bring in at this moment in time Yeah, and that you're obviously building, 
relationships and kind of getting Leighton Orient back on track with these clubs who might have had a kind of negative aspect of the club during the three years that obviously Bichetti ran, ran it and kind of gave it a negative so that's, that's, that's really yeah, I think our reputation took quite a dent during that time in the way they dealt with people so in, within the football community so yeah I think, I think that this is a, a real breath of fresh air um, Martin just a sort of couple of quick questions really just, just to finish off then what, what surprised you the most so far? What surprised me the most? Yeah when I walked, when I walked in there on Friday, the ten staff that were going to be in the meeting with uh, myself and Marshall, Marshall, the new CEO or the acting CEO, was the eight of them staff were there when I was there, and the surprise and relief on their face, and it wasn't desirable before. It was partly that, but I think the fact that they now could be part of a football club that they know is going to be run properly yeah. and we've actually, we've actually I've actually put a thing uh, within the, the building uh, I call it the Machete Pot which is a pot that anyone mentions his name a bit like the Swear, like swear Pot like we're going to do the same on this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then we put we put, we put uh, a pound in there for the Christmas dinner and I said to them because we can't change we can't change it. We can't. I wasn't part of it. Some of the stories that I'm, I'm hearing, uh, 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 I breath away. I knew quite a bit because obviously Sam, my boy, was part of the squad here for some of the Shetty's time. And they, he, I think he only done, I think done two or three years, two of the three years of Shetty. I think he went from nine managers. Uh, so, you know, I sort of heard it, but the players were kept, you know, kept, like, kept away from the ones that really are in the firing line and right in the middle of it are staff. Uh, and I think just to see them eight people prove that there's loyalty, unbelievable in that staff who have hung on, not walked away. Someone like Lindsay Martin, this club would have been drunk without, uh, let me tell you that, it would be drunk and, uh, and They could have walked. You've got people at the club like Howard, Steve Dixon, who have just been absolutely superb during what must have been an absolutely terrible time to work at the club. So, just to finish, then Martin, last question for you: What are you looking forward to the most under under your new kind of head of director of football?
hope it's more happening than pain. <laughs> you don't care. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 you know, I'm feeling alongside him and, and, and uh, you know, football, let's be fair, with all what we've done, football's about winning, the football world is about winning games of football. And we want to win games of football, but we want to win games of football by being a club that people respect. You said our, our reputation has gone down. Let me tell you what, one of the big, most things I've ever with other people and, and, and trying to convince people to trust us again and I know they will but like anything when it's been as bad as it is they've always had a question mark of sending players there and I just feel that I can change that round because people know my values uh, my values run through the club so the first game of the season being semi-relaxed because I'm not you know, involved in the build-up or anything like that but still watching it there up there with, with uh, all the work that we've put done together as, as, a, as a group of people, group of staff, group of players, that we all uh, sit and win and lose or draw together. Great to hear. Yeah, Great absolutely. To hear. And just finally, Martin, a message for the for the Orient fans. I think the easy way to say it is you've got your club back. Uh, we've been given a parachute by the people at the top by they have given us the parachute I it's under, it's under that seat in the air funny for needed take the parachute out hold a bit cold and let's enjoy the ride down but down equally up so take a support with the needies you know the, the, the I want to see the passion and, 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 the, and the drive that they've they've been through the dark times when things were bad you pulled together as a group of supporters now things are going to be bright we need to work from dark to bright but we need to work together and, and as a union I think Nigel is very much into that We've, we will have a fan reputation on the board and I think that's massively important at any football club not just this football club I think any football club because the, band, the fans That is great to hear. Martin, thank you very much. I'm going to give you a minute before we're going to give you a round of applause. So welcome back to Leighton Orient. Great to have you back. So that was Martin Ling there. And again, thanks to Martin for giving up his time on a Sunday morning. His phone has no doubt been off the hook and he's probably got better things to do to speak um, to us. So a massive, massive thank you to Martin there. We hope you enjoyed that. Give us your thoughts on what Martin's had to say and what Charlie's had to say at Twitter, at Orient Outlook, or if you can't fill it into 140 characters, uh, give us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. So your yeah. thoughts on the returning, Mr. Martin Ling? Sounded like he was at a B&Q car park, didn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Martin, thank you very much indeed for that. Really appreciate you giving up your time, as Steve said. But for me, I've really got an overwhelming sense of support for Martin, and really, let's not make any bones about it, his role is not an easy one. Martin, for me, speaks really well, honestly and from the heart. And you can tell from this interview and other interviews that he's done how genuinely delighted he is to be back at Orient 
Appointing the right manager is a crucial piece of the rebuilding phase, so I'm personally glad to hear Martin won't be rushing into appointing any, just anyone and is also keeping an open mind about who the ideal manager will be. You can imagine how full his email inbox must be and how hot his phone must be right now with applications for the manager's role at arguably the biggest club in non-league with one of the largest budgets in the yeah, division very good point. to boot. Good point, mate. Good point. So anyone yeah. coming in is going to be pretty much, we've got a decent training ground, we've got a superb stadium, we've got a tremendous fan base and everybody is galvanised. Brisbane Road will be the place to come. It'll be a cup final for every club that comes and plays at us. I, Even I was, Tranmere, who have got a bigger stadium than us. I was saying, and Wrexham. I was saying exactly the same thing uh, this afternoon um, at swimming class to one of my daughter's swimming dad's mates that I think yeah Leighton Orient are the big draw in the conference this year yeah no way no doubt about it we are the big club we're going to get the biggest away attendances of teams who bring their support to us because yeah. it's the biggest stay out in London play. Yeah. they are in London and like yeah we're a big, we're a big fish like, good point absolutely good point. thank you mate um, there, as, as um, Martin said there can't be any room for, for sentiment this is a football business decision so it's also great that we have someone who has decent football connections and we could potentially see some decent loan signings from Premiership and also some Championship clubs. Let's not forget his friend, close friend, is Dean Smith at Brentford. And they've got a decent academy. They've got a decent squad. So. Yeah, he's got contacts at Tottenham, obviously. He's got contacts yeah. at Liverpool through Alex Ingle. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And there anyone else who's, who he's built yeah. bridges with fantastic. over his I think, career? I think, Swindon. I think you've summed up really well. Um, I haven't really got Thanks. much to add to that. Um, like you, delighted. Again, thank you to Martin for getting to speak to him. And I got a real sense of his driving commitment. He's got a good plan in place and won't be rushed. And I'm looking forward to seeing who his managerial appointment will be. So that rounds up. Um, up to currently where we are. So we normally do positives and negatives. We're just going to do one big positive. Yep. Which is basically... We, we have, have our club back. back. So delighted with that. And Absolutely. we normally, if you are a constant listener, I'm sure most of you are... We used to do a hero of the week, which, which you don't need to be a brain surgeon to work this one out either. So the heroes of the week are Nigel Travis and the consortium who have purchased Leighton Orient. So well done, fellas. So that's it. So thanks for joining us for episode 107. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud or TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way, you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. So if you have an older relative or loved one who you will think will like the podcast or doesn't know what a podcast is, grab their smartphone, download the podcast. Or lend them yours. Or lend them yours. Get those headphones on and let them enjoy the Orient Outlook. Lovely. Well, well plugged. Also, <laughs> a massive thanks must go to our IT guru, Darren Houghton. Yeah. Because um, basically what he's done, uh, although it won't matter to, to you, the listener, but for, from our perspective, he's made our upload time much simpler and quicker. So you'll be able to listen to it even quicker on a Sunday night now. And he's also got us onto two new platforms. You've heard us mention uh, TuneIn and Stitcher, which are better for those with Android. So the Samsungs and yep. uh, the Nokias and all of that. Uh, basically anyone that's not on an Apple product um, so yeah so we are on more devices so you should be able to get us much quicker because of the work he's done so thanks Darren yeah absolutely so this week a bit of activity going on I'm sure there's going to be more so tomorrow best of luck to gorgeous George Sessions who gets married to Amy on Monday 26th of June good luck George 
enjoy your day and your well deserved time off and have a super invite must have got lost day. in the yeah, post yeah, yeah. email inbox I've been refreshing it regularly <laughs> but nothing um, <laughs> Saturday the 1st of July get yourself down to the supporters club they're opening their doors from midday for a big new era celebration party we are going to be there I'm going to try and get there from 12-ish hardcore yeah and be there for most of the afternoon until maybe my wife drags me out of there um, so if you see us come and say hello we'd love to have a chat with people just to bounce off the the yeah. vibes that are going on and, and give off some positive vibes that we have as well yeah and if there's enough demand for it maybe you'll get a surprise live podcast at some point but only if there's a huge demand and only if whoa, Mr. Lee hasn't whoa. drunk enough we, we haven't discussed this <laughs> also on Saturday our Sammy Moore interview will be available on the four platforms now iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher and TuneIn this is one you do not want no. to miss so download it when it comes out obviously we'll plug it across social media it is full of revelations of what it was like to be a player under FB and I think it's the best interview we've ever done I thought Jay Simpson was very good um, but Jay didn't go into too much detail about other managers, whereas Sammy was very, very open, very, very honest, honest um, and is well worth a listen. So yep. get, make sure you download that on Saturday, or from Saturday. Also, to prep you as well, we will be bringing you more interviews before the season starts, so we will keep that under our hat for the time being because they are all to be finalised, but we are very, very excited by some of the names that we will be bringing you so we're going to be back with episode 108 towards the end of July as we round up pre-season with all the information news and views that you really could ever need yep so we've just gone over the hour mark so apologies for that you've had 23 minutes of Martin Ling five minutes with Charlie Long and so we hope you've enjoyed it let us know what you think uh, of today's show at Orient Outlook uh, email is orientoutlook at outlook.com yeah as always we'd love to hear from you uh, and as always keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. There's only going to be one song we're going to finish on tonight. So there were st- dozens of options, yeah. but... So stand up, air guitars out, and sing aloud. Up the oath. <laughs> Have a good summer. See you Saturday. For those that are going...